here we are in 2024. We in the trucking industry are hoping for a freight recovery and reduced recession fears so we can get back to making money. But while we have been in a freight slowdown, the federal government has not. They have been very vocal about big regulatory changes. No matter the outcry from trucking associations like the ATA or OIDA or drivers. Let's get in the loop with Luke and see what regulatory changes are coming in 2024 and beyond. And if we believe they will get approved and when. All right, minor changes that are coming. Clearinghouse return to duty process for CDL drivers. A driver with a drug and alcohol program violation is prohibited from performing safety sensitive functions. We get it, including operating CMVs for any DOT regulated employer until the return to duty process is complete. Well, beginning November 18th, 2024, as part of the federal regulations, drivers with a prohibited status in FMCSA's drug and alcohol clearinghouse will lose or be denied their state-issued commercial driver's privileges. FMCSA recently added a new resource to the Clearinghouse Learning Center that outlines the return to duty process that drivers with a prohibited clearinghouse status must complete so they can get their status back to not prohibited. For more information about return to duty process and even the SAP programs, visit the Clearinghouse Learning Center or frequently ask questions or check out our information about the DOT SAP process at cnsprotects.com. UCR fees anticipating increase in 2025. The UCR program requires all carriers, private, exempt, or for hire to register their business with a participating state and pay an annual fee that is based on the size of their fleet. Following the 31% decrease in UCR fees in 2023, the FMCSA announced a 9% decrease for UCR fees in 2024. However, this is the end of the reduced fees. The UCR plan board is recommending a 25% increase in fees collected for the 2025 registration year. If you need help with this process, our UCR filing service processes your new UCR or renewal quickly and accurately. We will follow the paperwork and determine the fees so you can stay focused on the, your vision and your carrier business. You can learn more linked below. California's AB5 independent contractor legal battle. Okay, so where are we with this legal battle? Well, in April 2021, the first injunction to fight this law from affecting the trucking industry was overturned by an appellate court. Next comes a request for a new injunction to block AB5 from being implemented against trucking, while California is arguing that AB5 is not having an impact on the industry. A hearing on the arguments was set November 13th last year, and the court is expected to rule in the coming weeks or so. We'll see what happens. All right, so what could change in 2024? First, Fix DataQ systems when reviewing appeal requests. Did you know that violation changes are the number one reason owner operators utilize the DataQ system, but they are the least successful category of challenge where only 39% were successfully changed. In September, FMCSA proposed the development and implementation of a federal appeals process for the requests for data reviews or RDRs submitted to the agency through the DataQ system. 
This problem they are trying to solve is the fact that most data queue appeals are decided by the same state law enforcement agency that initially wrote the violation. Doesn't seem right. This is potentially good news for the data queue system where if you notice incorrect information on your PSP report or CSA safety measurement system, companies and drivers can fight and remove these records that could be keeping your success or scores high, including insurance rates high. The comment period ended on November 13th, 2023, and we'll wait and see after they analyze all the comments. We welcome this change and hope to see it implemented for 2025. CMV's electronic IDs. FMCSA is considering a rulemaking to require all CMVs operating in interstate commerce to have an electronic ID system capable of wirelessly communicating a unique ID number when queried by a federal or state motor carrier enforcement personnel. The goal of this electronic ID would be to improve the efficiency and effectiveness of the roadside inspection program by more fully enabling enforcement agencies to focus their efforts at high-risk carriers and drivers. In other words, this effort would help level eight inspections become capable in catching unsafe and non-compliant carriers. A proposed rule was expected, but has been sent to the back burner for the foreseeable future. Maybe a couple years from now? Speed limiters. At the end of September, FMCSA published a supplemental notice of proposed rulemaking that, if enacted, would limit heavy trucks to 68 miles per hour on highways. Boy, was there backlash. The next day, the agency quickly changed phrasing and now says an exact speed limit will be determined later. The only consensus is that most large truck equipment manufacturers already added the tech needed for speed limiters to become a reality since OEMs have been installing electronic control units or ECUs in CMVs since 2003. So FMCSA is estimating that limiting heavy vehicles to 68 miles per hour would save 27 to 96 lives annually and prevent 30 to 106 serious injuries or 560 to 2,000 minor injuries. The other added benefit to FMCSA expects that 68 miles per hour speed limits would improve fuel savings and GHC emission reductions to result in benefits of like $400 million annually. Yeah, well, we'll see what actually happens with that, but we just need to figure out what the speed limit is going to be set at. A supplemental advance notice of proposed rulemaking was expected at the end of 2023, but has been on hold as they are waiting to see if Congress is going to basically nix speed limiters altogether. So this is still a wait and see for the coming weeks or months and get ready for the feedback on uh, what the speed limit they want to actually do is. Is it actually 68? We'll see. Automated driving systems. This rule proposes to amend certain regulations to ensure the safe introduction of automated driving systems or ADS equipped commercial motor vehicles. The proposed changes to CMV operations, inspections, repairs, and maintenance regulations prioritize safety and security, promote innovation, and foster a consistent regulatory approach to ADS equipped CMVs, and they recognize the differences between human operators and ADS. So, FMCSA needs more data on ADS-equipped CMVs to understand the human factors surrounding team driving applications between humans and ADS-equipped systems. 
So in June, FMCSA invited comments on a driving simulator study with a series of questionnaires that will quantify the safety implications of team driving applications between humans and ADS-equipped CMVs. A supplemental notice of proposed rulemaking was set for the end of 2023, but has slipped into 2024 at some point. Strict 2024 emission standards. In August 2022, CARB adopted a 2020 executive order from Gavin Newsom, the California governor, for zero emissions by 2035, relying on vehicle technologies such as plug-in hybrids, electric vehicles, battery electric, and hydrogen fuel cell electric to meet air quality and climate change emission standards. But these regulations also include increasingly stringent standards for gasoline cars and heavier passengers trucks to continue to reduce smog forming emissions. Pennsylvania's rolling diesel regulations automatically incorporates changes to the California code, which now imposes a schedule of progressively more stringent emission standards for model year 2024 to 2031 vehicles. Regarding the 2022 to 2026 model year engines, new California code standards are changing warranty coverages for up to 110,000, 150,000, or 350,000 miles, depending on the weight class of the vehicle, up to the first 100,000 miles. The Pennsylvania Motor Truck Association has sued the state to get off the CARB, California CARB standards and to move to the less stringent federal standards, but we are still early in this fight. You can learn more about this from a recent podcast episode with PMTA's Rebecca Euler by clicking the card above, or you can listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcast areas. Broker and freight forwarder financial responsibility. When should a dispatch service be considered a bona fide agent? What role do bona fide agents play in the transportation of freight? Since there are differences in the definition of a broker in the different sections of federal regulations, the FMCSA is aiming to stop certain dispatch services that claim to quantify as a bona fide agent of motor carriers who are likely to be engaged in unauthorized brokerage. In June, FMCSA issued their final guidance on the definitions of broker and bona fide agent including guidance on the role and activities of entities referred to as dispatch services and the level of financial penalties for unauthorized brokerage services provided by such entities. However, they did not address double brokering. The final rule is expected March 29, 2024. Automatic Emergency Braking NHTSA believes automatic emergency braking systems represent the next wave of potentially significant advances in vehicle safety. In July, NHTSA and FMCSA published a joint proposal that would require AEB systems and electronic stability control systems on new vehicles that weigh more than 10,000 pounds. The proposal calls for all Class 7 and 8 vehicles, those weighing more than 26,000 pounds, to be required to meet the AEB standards three years after the rule takes effect. Hundreds of commenters opposed the proposal, but the government is scheduled to release a final rule by April 30th, 2024. Let's see what they say. Updates to the Unified Registration System. FMCSA proposes to implement several provisions of the MAP-21 that relate to the FMCSA's URS, as well as the update and codify the agency's procedures for granting, suspending, and revoking registration. 
These procedures would apply to all entities required to register under the agency's commercial or safety jurisdiction. Many of the proposed provisions codify existing agency practices, while others improve on existing processes and procedures. FMCSA proposes this rule to achieve greater transparency, uniformity, efficiency, and predictability with the respect to granting, suspending, or revoking registration. A notice of proposed rulemaking is expected May 30th, 2024. New Entrant Safety Regulation Proficiency Test. Did you know that within the first 12 months of operating as a property carrier within interstate commerce or 120 days as a passenger carrier, each carrier must undergo a new entrant safety audit? The question then is, should a new carrier know the rules and regulations before the audit? FMCSA thinks so. The agency is considering whether to implement a proficiency exam as part of its revised new entrant safety assurance process, as well as other alternatives. In other words, new carriers may be required to take a standardized test to make sure they're aware of and comply with federal safety regulations. We really like this idea and this rulemaking was considered in 2009, but it didn't go anywhere. Now, a supplemental advance notice of proposed rulemaking is scheduled for July 20th, 2024. Want to get ready for the test? Check out all our content and blogs on cnsprotects.com and our other company websites. Transparency in Property Carrier Broker Transactions. This rulemaking would amend FMCSA property carrier broker rules in response to petition for rulemaking from OIDA and the Small Business and Transportation Coalition, SBDC. OIDA requests that FMCSA require property brokers to provide an electronic copy of each transaction's record automatically within 48 hours after the contractual service has been completed and prohibit brokers from including any provisions in their contracts that requires a motor carrier to waive its rights to access the transaction records. SBTC requests that FMCSA prohibit brokers from coercing or otherwise requiring parties to brokers' transactions to waive their rights to review the record of the transaction as a condition for doing business. SBTC also requests that FMCSA adopt regulatory language indicating that brokers' contracts may not include a stipulation or clause exempting the broker from having to comply with the transparency requirements. A notice of proposed rulemaking is expected October 31st, 2024. Just in time for Halloween. Safety Fitness Procedures. In 2016, a proposed safety fitness determination rule would replace the current three-tier federal rating system of satisfactory, conditional, and unsatisfactory. The rule would apply to any federally regulated commercial motor carrier with a single determination of unfit, which would require the carrier to either improve its operations or shut down. Public comment ended on October 30th of last year, and a notice of proposed rulemaking is not expected until the end of 2024 future changes beyond 2024. While these rule changes remain uncertain and have no scheduled publication date, we are still watching what regulators are doing on these required uh, regulatory items. There's three of them. Rules allowing cameras to replace rearview mirrors, drivers, employment application rule removal, and rules to require near 
underride guards to straight trucks and side underride guards on trailers. Well, there you have it. It's hard to stay on top of all the rules and regulations and these changes. So like this video, subscribe to our channel to not miss the latest news when there are new announcements. If you need proactive compliance help so you don't get in trouble with the government and have to pay high fees, click the link below, fill out the form so that one of our experts can help you out. And as always, stay safe out there.